Today, I talk to Salah Edin Marach, a leading trust GRC professional with more than 18 years of business experience in banking, financial services, and the energy sector. Leveraging on years of field experience, he succeeded in implementing and managing programs and structures aligning with international standards and frameworks for several companies. He is also one of the founders of the Isaka Moroccan chapter, where he serves as the Secretary General. As always, when I talk to my guests, I'm curious of what is not obvious, what is not written in the curriculum. I want to learn more about the human who impacts corporate integrity. Let's learn from Salah Edin's experience when it comes to corporate integrity in his field of expertise. I'm glad to have him here, and I'm glad to have you here spending the next few minutes together with us. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes? Detect threats and take measurements to protect the most precious assets. As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, an auditor, an investigator, a corporate integrity leader, or on your radar. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact. Founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with a different format for corporate integrity leadership, with the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation, and actionability, yours and the one of your organizations. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. And now let's listen to the perspective of my guest today. So, Salah Edin, it's so great to have you here on air, of course, virtually due to the current situation of the pandemic. And you know about my interest in the human behind the professional role. And I will focus on you, your different roles you have, and your own personal experience when it comes to corporate integrity. Our listeners and I are so curious to learn more about you and your stories you have to share with us. So thank you very much. It's my it's my pleasure. I'm I'm really happy to to be in your show, and uh, I hope that uh, that uh, I, I will share some insights that can be helpful for listeners. Uh, I'm I'm also one of your listeners, and and, and really I enjoy the, the the show, and there are a lot of value added by this kind of show. So I hope that my my insights will will get the same the same. Uh, Evaluation from you. So, but 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 before 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 starting, I I want to just uh, uh, do a disclaimer. Okay, good. <laughs> as as we are professionals, you know, uh, <laughs> dealing with integrity. So I have to to say it. So the opinions and views expressed in this podcast are personal. Mm-hmm. They do not uh, reflect the opinions or views of my current or my previous employers. So. Perfectly done. Start. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. And you know, it's really, I think all of our guests, they really present their own opinion, but it's great that you also 
um, tell us that again, because I think it's so important also that we mention it and um, you did it well. Perfect. Thank you. And that's already my first question right now, you know, what kind, um, so you have different roles that we already said in the introduction and what kind of role does corporate integrity play in your daily life? Because you have several heads on. Sure. I, I, I will, I will surprise you. You, you know, when, when dealing with integrity, uh, personally, I don't distinguish between my professional role and my personal life. Good. For me, <laughs> integrity is fundamental in, in, in my role as in my day, day to, to day to day life. So we, we, we cannot uh, uh, make a distinguish between between uh, how we behave day to day and uh, how we behave in, in organizations. So if you if you have to uh, to comply with the law, you you do you will do it in your day to day life and also mm-hmm. your in, in your personal life and also in 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 in, in your corporation or your uh, or your organization so in all the roles that i have fulfilled always corporate integrity is priority number one so i consider it as a, an asset to preserve so like any physical assets uh, asset uh, mm-hmm. that the organization is taking taking care of so uh, as you know so lo- losing losing uh, integrity uh impacts the reputation of the organization and can cost a lot. So j- just ask reactive companies dealing with uh, with US regulators, uh, for example, like Wells Fargo uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Siemens and all, all these kind of organizations that I consider as reactive companies. So the, the, the paid fines, the paid fees for lawyers, the paid... Uh, uh, money for mediation plans so so my role uh is to support in a proactive way the board mm-hmm. the first and second lines of defense in navigating business dilemmas and then you know when you look at your role you have right now um you are the head of risk management and compliance yeah. so what kind of typical situations do you have on your desk on a day-to-day basis when it comes to integrity so when it comes to integrity, uh, is the first action, and uh, which that's why I, I talked about being proactive. So it's conducting ethics trainings and, and awareness. So that I consider as important, and it's 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 a kind of mean to prevent uh, uh, any misconduct. So how is your experience, you know, about the prevention and the reaction? Because we as professionals, we also would like to pre- always want to prevent uh, prevent it. But what I experience is that often people only learn in the reactional way and not in the preventional way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, for me, it starts with the values. With the values, and, and it starts from the top of the, the organization. So the organization has to set the values, and those, those values have to be shared. Uh, within the organizations and can be formalized to, for example, code of conduct. It's among the means that can help to prevent any misconduct. So, uh, and and uh, and also hiring people who share those values. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very important. So, when when the culture of the organization uh, can can be a, a real pillar in in preventing any misconduct. So, for me, setting the value. The, core values 
that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that starts from the top of the company. Hiring the right people. When I when I talk about hiring, I, I'm I'm talking also about the executive management. It's not mm-hmm. only uh, operational staff, but but within all the positions within the company, uh, people have to share the same the, the same values and the same culture. So for me, prevention starts from hiring good people who share the same values, uh, training, uh, awareness, and also formalizing the rules. So because uh, sometimes people can behave, uh, but we we don't we we. we with not uh, without being in in uh, in a bad uh, in a bad uh, aim, you, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? Because we didn't explain to them uh, that uh, that that uh, they have to to uh, to respect a rule. They can they can do something that that we uh, we can approach to them. And when you you look at your role right now, you you are heading a team of I don't know how many people. So. In your daily life, you know, you also have different people in a team always, <laughs> and maybe also different cultures. And how do sure. you contribute that these people understand what it's meant by the code of conduct, by the values we share? Because I think paper takes a lot on, and um, we can also sure. preach whatever we would like to, but how do you make sure that your team, especially now also in the risk management and compliance environment, really understands and is aligned? When it comes to these values and corporate integrity, what do you really do practically? Yeah, pr- practically, uh, we uh, we within within our uh, our team, uh, we 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 try to speak real situations. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the for, for for us or for me, it's the best way to to to. To push people be aligned with uh, with uh, with uh, with uh, with, for example, the code of conduct. For example, uh, for conflict of interest. So it is always better to 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 take some some real situations uh, from real life, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, present them. So if if uh, for example, if you want to, uh, for example, for for recruitment process, uh, uh, someone wants to brain a resume for one of his uh, relatives. We that that situation can be can be classified as as a, as a conflict of interest situation. Yeah. So we 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 explain to people that there's no problem to to capture uh, people uh, and uh, and those per- people uh, uh, are relatives to you, but they have to follow the same process. So they have to apply yeah. through this website. And they have to be interviewed by by other people, not by 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 you or by your friends. So that's the kind of situations that we try to to uh, to share with uh, within the team and also mm-hmm. with uh, with colleagues in, in, in uh, within the company. Uh, for example, uh, also for procurement team, uh, if the uh, if they have interest, for example, in some suppliers, that's that's. That's a bad situation. Uh, there is a conflict of interest, so you have to disclose this and tell tell us that uh, uh, someone uh, they, they have interest in in this supplier. I mean, they have shares, or or someone uh, of their family uh, is the CEO of this company, and uh, things like that. 
So uh, we we try to always to explain now. Huh? Explain, yeah, using using some real situations. What is the biggest challenge? You know, when you do when you do that, when you 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 look at your team right now, and I think there are always challenges, but different challenges. What is the challenge challenge you face in corporate integrity? Also, um, leading such a team of professionals. I think the the best the the, the biggest challenge is is the culture. So, uh, for example, here in in in. in uh, I, I would I would take an example, for example, uh, facilitations payments. Yeah, so thank we, you. We're struggling with <laughs> we're struggling with stuff like that. I mean, I mean, for people, uh, facilitations payments are something common. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Africa, and in, in in general, this kind. Uh, I don't know about Europe, but that's but this kind of uh, of of of, uh, of of payments are are common, and they are not shocking. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the examples that's. How do you do that? Because we can fit. It's so difficult. That's what we see when we um, support our clients. You know, in the Middle East, for example, it's mm-hmm. a part of the culture. And how do you deal? How do you explain why these facilitation payments are a risk for the organization? Because to s- s- simply say it, it's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> why? 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 Uh, why you will pay someone? And for for something that he should give you, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, you go to, uh, for example, uh, customs or, or or any administration, and you want to get a permit, for example. So those people are paid by by their office. So why you will pay them? You see, it's it's it, and also we we try to to highlight that it's it's not legal. So and it's harming. Said, it's harming the economy. It's, yeah, it's harming the economy. Yeah, of course. And also, we, we are contributing to create a kind of bad habits within mm-hmm. within within the, within those organizations. Also, so so simply said, we we it's bad thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. And always uh, and also, uh, it's forbidden by the law. I can see. I think it it must be one of the challenges you have, especially in the area you work in. And you and the people you work with and the cultural background these these kind of people have, and they are also also socialized to behave like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, uh, I agree with you. Sometimes the the, the qualified such as payments as a, not a gift, but a, it's it's like a, like paying paying a cafe. You see what I mean? <laughs> it's it's it's. it's it's just to show them that that we we respect them and some, sometimes it's not about money or it's about giving a service it's 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 um it's just to show to the person that uh, that we we appreciate uh, it we it's appreciate often, the service it's often it's often seen as a tip but we shouldn't tip uh, the government yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah sure. So sure may i ask you a, a rather personal question and because I think it's also interesting also for our listeners. So what was the moment when your own personal integrity was under pressure or at risk? Would you like to share that with us? Sure. As you know, I used to be, uh, I spent a lot of time as, a, as an auditor. And, and you know that in, in, in this, in, 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 in practicing auditing, uh, always 
you are exposed to this kind of, of situation. So some, for example, some oddities try to influence your, your judgment yeah. or, or your, your, the opinion that you will give at the end of the, 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 the audit assignment. So some, sometimes they are using a carrot and sometimes they are using a stick. <laughs> they try to shaman you and sometimes they are, they are, they're trying to frighten, frighten you. I mean, uh, they will tell you that... Uh, yeah, we the, the just had a dinner with the CEO and stuff like that. They know your boss, etc. So uh, that's that's the, the the kind of situations that I have uh, that, that that I have faced uh, before. Yeah, and uh, and, um, and the situation can be tricky. Uh, I, I I have uh, so. Um, if you if you are at the end of your career in the internal audit department, it can be really tricky. Absolutely, so because because at, at this moment you you are trying to to find another another opportunity. So and sometimes some auditors they are trying to shaman you by saying that uh, you can you can work with them. So and by that they are trying to influence your your judgments. And uh, your integrity. So that's that's the kind of situation that I have faced before. How did you cope with that? Because that's um, also interesting for our younger generation. Listen, listen to you right now. Because coping with such kind of situations might be a challenge for young auditors, for example. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I will share some experience. For, for me, <laughs> it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, someone who behaves like that, it can be a clue that something wrong, it's, it's, uh, it's there. I mean, I, mean uh, I, I, I try to understand the reasons behind, uh, behind such attitudes. Uh, it is a red flag or just uh, a fear of, of judgment. Uh, also, being rigorous, I mean, walking the talk, I mean, uh, showing them that we are professional, and uh, we, I, I will not change my judgment or my opinion because my findings, my my findings, sorry, are fact oriented, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we we uh, we have to show professionalism and uh, and uh, look for advice and support from your management and uh, and professionals like you. I mean. Because I, I, I am I'm involved in many, many professional uh, organizations. So uh, in, in some situations uh, like that, like this situation, you can ask for, for advice from, from professionals who maybe have, um, have uh, uh, faced the same situation. So uh, to be more practical. Uh, Speak up and showing, reach out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being professional. And 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 uh, and uh, yeah, speak up and share the issue with your management. And just for you, you know. Yeah, and and for me, it can be a clue and a red flag. Absolutely, and you know, you are also allowed to say our listeners that you are um, the co-founder of the Isaka chapter in Morocco because I already did that in the introduction. But I think it's also very helpful because. Also, the young professionals they have access to these kind of professional um, organizations and. As you said, it's it's good also to reach out to other peers working in other companies and also to reflect what's going on. 
because not everybody has such a leader like you within the firm also following the same rules of integrity. So I think it's helpful if they don't find anyone within the organization that they can reach out to professionals like you and others. Um, that's also, I think that's also one of the missions these kind of um, organizations have. Yeah, sure, sure. So I, I think in our, in our field, we, we have the chance to work in, in highly, highly standardized field with, with the presence of multi-professional associations like uh, the IAA, ISACA, EA, in, uh, ECFE, so supported by highly devoted and skilled people. So mm-hmm. join those associations can, you, you, I'm, 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 I'm speaking to newcomers and also to practitioners. So you can find a lot of support from, from those professionals. So people uh, who may have faced the same issues, you can find guidelines, norms, standards, uh, that the implementation can help you avoid confronting such uh, situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing. And when you look back now over the last two decades of where you are in the field and working as a professional, where do you see the trend for the future? What do you expect to change in your field of expertise over the next few years? Also taking the pandemic into consideration because a lot changed now over the last two years. So personally, I believe that that doing business without taking into account corporate integrity is no longer sustainable. I mean, no proof is needed. It's it's yeah. uh, it's for, for for me. It's now it's a competitive factor. So uh, to access to financing, retain or uh, retain uh, highly skilled, talented people, or gain and retain customers. It's always uh, to, today. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a real competitive factor. Yeah. So uh, and and also, I mean, uh, with the access to information now, thanks to internet, social network, uh, press, whistleblowers, <laughs> uh, stakeholders uh, are are more informed. I mean, they are savvy and pressing corporations to align their expectations. Mm-hmm. So if not, the price can be very high i mean the you know some some enterprises i i i take the example of of volkswagen they they were mm-hmm. boycotted by customers because of the diesel gate yeah so and also uh it can cost a lot by fines i mean uh, and uh, you 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 can lose talent so talented people with with high values can leave you and uh that's a loss for 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 a company, and also uh, taking in consideration the the the, the current uh, context. So, uh, for example, the last move from the o- o- OECD, uh, the anti-bribery recommendation, and uh, and the 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 admin the the, uh, the Biden administration with their new strategy on corruption, and uh, also the SEC plans the CEC uh, SEC. I mean the uh, stock exchange uh, uh, commission plans for ESG. So I think uh, now uh, uh, corporate integrity is uh, is at the top of, of of priorities for organizations. So uh, taking in consideration the the actions that I just mentioned from from regulator, uh, regulators and and also from from uh, from organizations like OECD. So I I think the coming the coming years. We will see more tough uh, regulations from customers. 
So people uh, are keen to 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 see that that uh, corporations are behaving the right the right way, and also from banks. So banks are are, are now are looking to 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 finance uh, good corporations. So, in my opinion, it's going to be very expensive if corporate integrity doesn't play a role. You know, also from investor side, you pay much more for the money. That's also, I think, I fully agree on what you are saying. And I think the awareness still needs to be raised um, somehow in some countries and in some organizations. It really depends about the maturity um, the, these organizations are in. But I think there's still a lot to do for some of them. And if you could have one wish for your next, what should I say, 20 years of professional life, what is the wish you would have short term? For your professional environment, I think the the culture for me uh, the the, the uh, when I when I talk about the culture is uh, aligning align uh, executive management and oper- and and business lines with the, with the with the the values that that companies are are expressing and also how how we can align the the expectations. With the actions, yeah. I mean, this is a big issue, and also how to to assess that. I mean, as uh, assurance professionals, how we can uh, find the gap between uh, uh, the expectations and the actions. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what the the board wants, what the stakeholders want, and what the executive management is doing, and the business lines lines are doing in the field. So the the answer can be the the culture, uh, but how how we as professionals can uh, assess uh, this this gap and uh, and uh, and push to to make it uh, small. Wow, I think that's really a good closing you have now because I will keep you accountable on this cultural thing and also the expectation management between the board, the executive management also, and also the business lines because it's so important and your wish is great. That's what we, also, we all have to strive for to make sure that these expectations are understood, followed through and people are accountable for what they do or they the strategy they, they set. And I think it's a really good one you have on your radar and I hope also on your priority list. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I will sure. ask you again in a few months and I'm looking forward to keeping in contact, contact with, you, uh, with you all and exchange about the la- latest trends. So thank you very, very much for your contribution today, Salah um, Edine. It was great and it was a pleasure to learn from you and your experience and I wish you all the best for your future, you. also when it comes to corporate integrity and your wish to culture. Thank you. Thank you. It, it was really a pleasure. I hope that, that your listeners uh, will, will capture some, some good insights with, from our discussion. So it's, it's a great pleasure to be in your show. So thank you. And for all the listeners, you can also reach out to Salah Edine via LinkedIn. I think it's okay when we share it right now here. It was a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you. This was the episode number 51 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stirnemann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.
Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. <laughs>